Welcome to WTVU News Today. I'm Stephanie. Boston has been chilly lately as the first nor'easter of the season hurtled toward the city and brought rain, heavy wind, and snow. Temperatures on Sunday are expected to reach a high of 35 degrees Fahrenheit, with the rest of the week looking just as cold. High temperatures will not rise above 50 degrees Fahrenheit for the rest of the week either. Now we'll move into the Boston University COVID-19 dashboard update. On December 4th, nine members of the Boston University community tested positive for COVID-19. Five of them were students and four of them were employees. Although positive cases are slightly lower than those reported last Sunday, cases amongst both groups have continued to rise at unprecedented rates. For the week of November 28th to December 4th, 0.62% of tested students were deemed positive for the coronavirus, with 0.06% of tested faculty and 1.1% of tested staff also receiving positive test results. On average, BU's lab took 14.8 hours to process each test. 83 students are currently in isolation, and 296 students have recovered from the disease. Joining us now is Hannah Barron, with the Massachusetts Legislature approving a new state budget. The Massachusetts Legislature approved the state budget five months into the fiscal year on Friday night. The $46.2 billion spending plan spends about 5.5% more than last year. Though it draws on $1.7 billion in rainy day funds, it makes up for $30.6 billion in revenue losses without raising taxes or imposing fees. The new budget includes an amendment that lowers the age at which one could get an abortion without parental or judicial consent from 18 to 16. It also allows abortion after 24 weeks of pregnancy when a condition develops that is likely to cause the death of the fetus in utero or within 28 days of birth. The budget also seeks to improve access to mail-in voting and require ignition interlocking devices, or in-car breathalyzers, after first-time DUI offenses. Governor Charlie Baker now has 10 days to review the proposal. He has been candid about his opposition to late-term abortions, but he has not said whether he plans to issue a veto. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Hannah Barron for WTBU News. And now we'll head over to Diane Huangpo for a story about a call between President Trump and Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. President Trump pressed Georgia Governor Brian Kemp over the phone on Saturday to call a special legislative session aimed at overturning the presidential election results in Georgia. This interaction occurred hours before Trump was set to appear at a rally in Valdosta, Georgia, where Republicans hoped the president would dedicate his energy to imploring their supporters to vote in two runoff elections January 5th. This interaction has raised concerns among Republicans whether his first post-election political rally would be a mission to help his party or himself. In Trump's phone call to Kemp, he ordered Kemp to call a legislative session, which the governor refused according to a senior government official in Georgia. This was later verified by a person close to the White House who was briefed on the matter. According to a tweet from the governor, Trump has also asked him to order an audit of absentee ballots from the presidential race in his state, a step Kemp is not empowered to take because he has no authority to interfere in the electoral process on Trump's behalf. At this time, Trump's personal contact with the governor demonstrated he is still intent on amplifying his conspiratorial theories of electoral fraud, even as Georgia Republicans want him to turn his focus to the January 5th runoff election. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Diane Wang Po for WTBU News. Next, a story regarding President-elect Joe Biden and his plans to address the coronavirus in office from Alanis Broussard. President-elect Joe Biden is actively planning on combating the coronavirus pandemic at the beginning of his term, starting by hammering down on mask requirements. 
On Thursday, Biden told Jake Taper of CNN News that he will ask Americans to wear masks for the first 100 days after he takes office. As advised by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, wearing face coverings or masks can help reduce the spread of the virus and decrease the risk for potential outbreaks. According to CNN, Biden has also asked Dr. Anthony Fauci, a member of Trump's coronavirus task force, to be a chief medical advisor for the expected COVID-19 response team when Biden's administration officially begins. Besides just enforcing masks, the administration plans to ensure Americans believe the coronavirus vaccine is safe and enacting a number of plans to curb the spread of the virus and its impacts on the economy. With these measures set in place, Biden told CNN that he believes, quote, we'll see a significant reduction. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Alanis Broussard for WTBU News. Finally, an update from Victoria Popovska about a new tax in Argentina. Argentina passed a new tax on the wealthiest to cover for the medical supplies and relief measures of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Senators passed the millionaire tax, which said that those with assets worth more than 200 million pesos or $2.5 million, approximately 12,000 people, will have to pay. Argentina has been hit hard by the pandemic, becoming the fifth country worldwide to report 1 million confirmed cases in October. Those affected will pay a rate of 3.5% of wealth in Argentina and up to 5.25% on accounts outside the country. Lockdown has further damaged an already struggling economy with high levels of unemployment, government debt, and poverty. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Victoria Popovska for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Gabriela Lopez, Hannah Yoshinaga, Alex Corey, and Griffin Buck, I'm Stephanie Joseph reporting from Laurel, Maryland for WTBU News.